and welcome to the three and D's podcast where my goodness the first round is finally wrapped up and the second round has already started we are mentally unprepared for the second round NBA give us a day to think about what just went down the heat closed out the number one seed and betting favorite Milwaukee Bucks in five games in an upset we may have never seen in our lifetime and uh, potentially ever where the Celtics close out the Hawks in six. The Knicks beat the betting favorite Cavs in that series in five games. Another huge upset. Wasn't really close when you when, when, when you actually think about it, um, but we thought that was going to be a great series. Where the Lakers beat the number two Grizzlies in six games, where the Grizzlies just simply rolled over and said, no thanks, no more for us. John Morant, <laughs> you're not fine in the West. And where we finally, and I'll be, I'm almost done. The Kings and the Warriors wrap up maybe one of the most epic first round series we've ever seen. The Kings winning a key, vital sixth game in the Bay Area when everyone wrote them off. Probably the biggest win, one of the biggest wins in Kings history, only to get destroyed by Mr. (laughs) Chef himself, Steph Curry, dropping a 50 bomb in uh beam town joined by matt leg holy crap matt what a first round we've seen and we're already into the second round i can't process it how are you doing you've been enjoying the hoops i assume uh how's it going wow amazing <laughs> amazing monologue to start that's great you're getting so good at this trying to pull us out um, <laughs> honestly that's it's we expected it to be a really good first round and it, it lived up to the hype, especially that Kings Warriors. Um, I think Mars going to hop on the call here in a little bit. So we'll maybe leave that to the end of the episode. Our resident um, Kings. I know, I know <laughs> he would love, love to talk about all about Kevon Louie. <laughs> oh, we're going to give him some time. Yeah. We're going to give Kevon him Louis Robin to Steph's Batman. Um, Crazy. But we can maybe start off with uh, what you led off that with, with the Bucks and the Heat. Mm. I know we spent quite a bit of time on the last episode talking about this, and I think we had all we had all said that the Bucks are going to win Game Five, take it to Game Six, and maybe they take it to Game Seven. We had no, no, <laughs> no faith in the Heat to just win it outright in five. It was. Crazy, crazy. No, I mean, we last time we talked, it was a real a heat were up 3 1. It was a real possibility. But two games in Milwaukee, we we gave we already we are just, we just gave game five to Milwaukee. There's no way that they're losing game five, and game six was going to be the tough one for them. But no, another incredible performance by Jimmy Butler and the Heat. That shot to send it to overtime. I, I I feel like I, I I don't know what I did. I I, I I shit my pants because that was that was one of the craziest games and shots and moments. Um, it was just it, we were just in awe. We there was there they were probably I think they were double digit underdogs. We were talking about it in the group chat. Like yeah. it was just I was shocked that they actually won that game, let alone got it to overtime. Um, Mari, thanks for joining us. Yes. Um, we'll we'll give you a lot of Kings time, but what were your what were your, what was your reaction when uh, when the Heat closed out the Bucks there in five? First of all, I beg to differ. I I I, I game five. I took the Heat there. 
and and as we were yeah, talking plus in the what, group, 11 and a half no well it was plus 13 plus at, 13. at the start of the game which was i thought ridiculous i actually i i didn't do it but i wish i did i wish i took the uh money the line heat mo- the heat money line there yeah hindsight's 2020 i it always is oh always. yeah 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 uh no it it was a what a what a what a game that was yeah i remember my uh you guys were blowing up the group chat and i think my stream was like 30 seconds behind and you guys kept like the last five so minutes, annoying. kept getting closer so i had to literally just put it on do not disturb and i noticed myself because it was just it was like no way that's gonna happen and then it would happen it was just such a weird way to watch the last like i probably got the last three minutes just to myself <laughs> nice just, I noticed that you just stopped responding. Yeah. Like Matt is definitely just looking behind stream yeah. and doesn't want to see yeah. what's going on here. Yeah. And I think um, one of the biggest points to uh, from that series is just the discrepancy in coaching. Because um, Coach Bo, he's he's tried and tested. He's been through the ringer. He's a great coach, time and time again. And Coach Bud, and I think he. Uh, he really has, I don't know. I don't know if they're actually going to fire him. I feel like they should. They should. And hire Nick Nurse, Patricia. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've, we've talked through that. Don't <laughs> we've that done this. We've yeah. done I can't that. wait. I can't wait. Yeah, because, like, you don't call a timeout with 0.5 seconds left to get, get the inbounds, their side of half, maybe get a shot up or something. To Just something. You have Giannis. Like just throw it up at the rim. He's gonna jump and go get it. I mean, the, the then, play that the play that Jimmy I, Butler did, you literally could have run the, the same. This and Brook Lopez play. was on the. He was on the bench. Yeah. They didn't yeah. Have like just and even even um, game four was pretty atrocious by Bud. Some timeouts, some lineup management stuff. It, it was it a lot of misses here <laughs> from Coach Bud, and he has a history of not performing in the playoffs, as we know. And we've, uh, you know, just two years ago, he was on, a, on the brink of being fired. And then Giannis wills them to a ring and saves his career. But, you know, back from Bud on the Hawks, we've seen great regular season teams and just really bad playoff performances. And I know Nick Nurse kind of has the track record, I'll be honest. And yeah. their, their championship team with a with, with with Mr. Nurse there, I think it's a, it's a perfect fit. Yeah, I... I don't think Bud comes back from this. Some of the quotes you heard from Giannis is probably the most open he's been, uh, openly cri- criticized, uh, you know, pro- indirectly, you know, Bud. Um, he didn't, you know, defend Jimmy Butler much of the series. They didn't double team Jimmy Butler very much, you know, most of that series as well. There, there's just some simple things that weren't executed really well. Some of the stuff you guys mentioned with the timeouts and having the right personnel on the floor. Like these are somewhat simple, simplistic coaching things and and definitely things that we can criticize as you know lesser knowledgeable basketball folk um but things that we would have done ourselves calling a timeout getting your big guys on the floor at a two-point game with two seconds left things like that so um yeah i don't know i i I, my betting hunch is that end the line for bud especially with some good candidates out there as you guys have mentioned um one good i think we'll We'll do a deeper dive when we hit the offseason. There's there's too much yeah. to talk about right now with various series. Um, so we, maybe we can quickly touch on Boston. I thought they let let go of the the leash a little bit. Um, Atlanta had a couple good games finally. 
um, made it a little bit closer than than I think we all thought it was going to be. But uh, you know, Boston ended up closing it down in six. In Atlanta, any quick hitter, quick hitting thoughts there? Are you worried about them in the next round? We'll do a quick preview with you know think, the, uh, the 76ers being hurt and but what did you see hats off, hats off to trey young i think he really redeemed himself they didn't have Dejounte with game five there and he exploded and i think say atlanta does something more than just losing game six like that game five shot from like half court down to to win it pretty much is just so that was so vintage trey and it was really I think just really good to see him um, rebound. And I think the Hawks, assuming Quinn Snyder keeps taking the steps with them, I think they could be an exciting team going forward. They just have, they still have all the same pieces they have before. And maybe he's the one to actually put it all together and do something with them. But yeah, I think they need to clean up their three through five positions. But assuming Trey can make some some steps forward and take the criticism that we, that everyone's been given him and kind of worked on those parts of his game and, you know, continue to evolve. He's still pretty young, but um, yeah, I think three through four, three through five, especially the wing, you know, wing part of your team is, is still needing to be addressed quite, quite dramatically. So hopefully they do something in the off season there. You got your coach set up. Yeah, I definitely see they're still young. They got some young pieces. So um, definitely good that they showed us something. Uh, trays like the the Golden State Warriors, you enter enemy grounds and enemy territory, and you tend to play better than than when you when you're the pressure's off. So he's definitely one of those one of those types. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see to see what uh, what they do. And from the Boston side, I you know it is a little concerning to see that their their effort. I don't even know what to call it. I don't know if it's effort or just focus or motivation or energy. Like they definitely seem to kind of put the foot on the gas and then take it off at times. So it's a little concerning, but, um, you know, until, until they, you know, don't win, I'm not going to be too concerned about that. They did let, let the foot off the gas there. Um, but they, I guess they, yeah, I don't know if that's i I'm still worried about their coach a little bit. It's like, you know, first year coach seems to be making some, some mistakes as well. Not a la bud level, but, um, I, I think that could, you know, the thing is though, I think their path is, super easy now to get to the finals like i think with milwaukee going out with phil with Embiid being hurt like you're going to be playing the knicks or the or the heat and respectfully to both of them they're great i don't see them beating the celtics unless there's an injury um i think their path is pretty pretty easy uh relatively easy nothing's easy but um yeah mari i don't know if you have any any thoughts on on boston or or, or what's looking ahead but yeah and not, nothing that you guys haven't said. I think in a general sense, though, this round two of the playoff, I mean, we've had a historically entertaining round one here. I I don't know if you guys said so, but, you know, every possible upset happened in this round, which is incredible. You didn't mention and, that. Yep. It's the first person ever. Yeah, it's, something, uh, there's, is it there's actually? one of every seed left. There's one, two, three, yeah. four, five, six, seven, eight. I, I've personally ever. never seen that. No, so it's I, the first I'm, time ever. And okay. I'm not surprised. It, it, it's so rare, right. particularly in the NBA, to get an upset series in general, but to get every single kind of upset series. Uh, so historically um, entertaining round one here. And round two, the matchups are... I, 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 it's just set for another historically entertaining round, a great playoffs, just because, you know, we talk about Boston-Philly, just two fan bases that hate each other. We have, we have Knicks-Heat, would just two dogs 
kind of historic franchises and they're gonna uh, beat the crap out of each other exactly and and you know th that's the culture that both of those teams have and that's the teams that they have this season as well so it, it, it's just an like you think Knicks heat in general you'll think those are two dog fighting teams and then this season's teams are just exactly that uh we have obviously lebron curry and um i know we'll we'll i'll, I'll kind of uh unpack my feelings about that shortly but lebron curry always is just the guaranteed entertainment and then mm -hmm. Jokic going against book and durant who i also have some hot takes on once we get to the west but it's just gonna be so much fun i, I can't i can't believe how much fun this is gonna be i think for boston it's gonna be I know. I honestly harder than I think. I think every single team here is could beat them. Every single team, and I mean, it's easier now that the Bucks are gone. Giannis is gone, but I think every single team in the in the playoffs right now could beat them. Yeah, yeah it's just it, kind of the same with the Embiid thing, and in the most predictable. Yeah. Possible thing to. Hey, if to I'm a happen. Philly fan, I'm like, I'm just livid. Like how every how, season. Yeah. Stop diving around. Just stay on your feet. Yeah, you're seven feet tall. <laughs> it, it's he's so mobile and he's so athletic, but he so many times during a game he'll he just looks like a baby deer, like he has no control of his body. But yeah. you know, like we know Joel Embiid, we know he has control of his body. So why why is he? I don't know. Is is it just flopping or is is he really just too big for his own good? I don't know. Well, I'm like credit to him, like the regular season, the past couple of years, at least, you know, he's been healthy. He's been pretty yeah. relatively healthy. And so yeah. I don't know what it is about the playoffs. And, it, you know, it's there's some quotes about luck. And but if it keeps happening, you know, maybe there's something to do with you and all this stuff. It's like, you know, at some point, you know, you have to look in the mirror and see what's going on. Like some of these were fluky with the face that won playoffs and, you know, little things here and there. But. You know, similar to Zion, it's like yeah, at some point you got to look in the mirror and 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 well, you know, see what you can do to to kind of prevent these a little bit more because he he's probably like gonna a, miss games one and two. It's a considerable drop off too in the past from what he's been able to do in the regular season, and I think that like obviously <laughs> Ben Simmons is everything needs to be taken with a grain of salt. But one of the things he had said before was that it wasn't only his fault um, when the Sixers mm -hmm. were having that downfall. Um, against the Hawks before it wasn't just him that wasn't performing obviously his was the one of note because it was just such a crazy <laughs> thing to be happening but no one was playing well on their team Embiid included so this has gone on for a while it'll be really interesting to see if he does come back in game two or three I think I think he's been ruled out for game one as now and it'll be really interesting to see if he just goes off for 50 every single game and like really really has that dog in him and does what we hope he's going to do. Um, well, in, in the same vein, and someone who's had a very similar playoff career is James Harden, you know, someone who, yeah. who's kind of historically disappeared in playoffs, even sometimes gotten hurt. So it, it, it's two guys that we historically can't rely on. Yeah. And I saw he went, he went to, they swept and he went to Vegas. He's at that's, the strip clubs. That's not surprising. It's it's fucking James Harden, man. But I, I I'm wishing the best. I'm wishing the best. Just because I like these two players. I think they're I think they're just both really great players in NBA history, yeah. and I, I'd like to see them win. Yeah, I think this will be the uh, the maxi series. If they're gonna do anything, make any noise, it's gonna be on him. Wow. Um, 
and I'm excited Wait. to see it. Um, do you guys yeah. have any any more thoughts on that or the last last East series? Well, yeah, I mean, I just think when looking at Boston, Philly, like I guess we're kind of intertwining them first and second round here, but um, like if Joel's out game one and two, and he comes back for game three, and he looks like Joel Embiid or not ninety percent of Joel Embiid. I still do think Philly, you know, has a chance. Yeah, obviously, you don't you don't lose this. You know, the, the series isn't isn't lost until you lose a game at home or whatever that quote is. You know, you the series doesn't start until you lose at home. I guess is yeah, the quote. Yeah. And uh, so even if they go down two zero, um, if if other players can step up and make them competitive and make them, you know, not a blowout games, I think Joel can come back and take the next two in Philly, and that and that would be a best of three at that point. So um, I think we'll have to if game one is. It's tonight, probably after the the pod goes up, so we'll kind of know who's won game one at this point. But um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't write off this series after two games if even if they are you know kind of semi blowouts or whatever, because um, I think they can still come back and 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 do something. So, um, but yeah, Matt, as you as you alluded to, we should probably get to the last uh, the last series that you know the Knicks pulling off uh, a, a five game. A gentleman sweep of the Cavs. Uh, very disappointing if you're a Cleveland fan. That last game was similar to the Grizzlies game. Pretty demoralizing, I think, for that team. Um, the Knicks just manhandled them um, in Cleveland. Again, another game that I think we thought was kind of a, not a gimme win, but it's like they're obviously going to show up and and bring this back to New York. And they folded, similar to the Grizzlies. So um, I don't know what your thoughts were on that, but definitely a disappointing finish for Cleveland. And New York looks good. I've got a I've got a big picture thought here. One of my hot takes that I'm coming in with today. Perfect. The big man is alive. The big man is is alive and well and never been better in the NBA. Everyone's talking about positionless basketball, about these seven footers who could create, who could dribble. You just need you just need a guy who goes to fucking work, puts on his lunch pail, gets aboard. We we've seen in most every series now how important a big man is. We talked about Memphis Lakers. We talked uh the biggest thing that was missing from Memphis was Steven Adams, was Brandon Clark, guys who just are motors. Especially in this Cleveland, New York series, we saw a dominant performance by Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, he was the best player in the series, which is crazy. A dominant performance. And, and, and you know, this is, I, I want to say no shade to Jared Allen, just because I like Jared Allen. Um, a really disappointing series. You know, he's theoretically a big man who 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 brings his lunch pail to work and goes at it he got dominated and this is really shade at the evan mobley archetype because everyone's talking about the the, the future of the nba and the wings and and, and these bigs who create and evan mobley's kind of that archetype dominated he's just too i mean he's too he's young to be fair yeah. but you know 21 you got to put some meat on and and look at Randall and Robinson just just absolutely dominating him, and we'll get to you know the importance of the big man in the West Conference as well with DeAndre Ayton and uh, you know the greatest player of all time Kevon Looney, but uh, the big man is well and alive and and that's the reason why the Cavs lost the series and I mean a couple other things Jalen Brunson was the best player in the series, Donovan Mitchell kind of disappeared, um, so a number of Super things disappointing. But, yeah, but uh, think, Mitchell Robinson, shout out. Yeah. I think um, what doesn't get talked about enough is like obviously the inexperience of the Cavs, but they were the seven seed last year, and then they lost both plans. 
So they didn't actually make the playoffs and that wow. court didn't get the playoff experience that. That, that they needed. Like, even if they get swept last year, that's fine. I think it would have really been beneficial just to get that, like, when the lights are bright, how you respond. And I think there was a quote from Jared Allen, actually, that said, I, like, I couldn't, there's something about the lights being too bright. Um, wow. And him not being able to respond. Uh, respond. So I uh, I think that goes without saying. And yeah, yeah just yeah. building off what you're saying, I think uh, <laughs> they need to introduce creatine to their diet. Uh, <laughs> whey protein. Some DM for breakfast. Um, I, I think you could maybe have Steve Nash on as like an assistant coach so you could get a free membership to Steve <laughs> clubs. All you of know. that. Those are closed. Oh, Those are, they went bankrupt. <laughs> oh, oh, crap. Well, how are they going to get gain weight? Yeah, now? How are they going to get bigger? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like um, they're both young, but that was just embarrassing to watch. Matt, was, you, can, you should, you should, you should reach out to Mobley and, and put him in the, in the weight room with you. Yeah. 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 This guy benches three plates. I don't know if you, if you mentioned uh, that. Oh, we, no, we did. We had a whole, we had a whole oh, yeah. podcast about no, we the entire episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad we did. Yeah, yeah I'm. Yeah. I'm not worried about Mobley. He's young, got a first look. He, I think he he has the right mindset and knows what he has to do. Kind of takes the next step, and I think, I think he'll do that. I think uh, obviously rough. I was a lot more concerned about Jared Allen. Um, yeah, and Don and Mitchell. Honestly, like that was very concerning. I think those are some of the 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 licks that he had against him in terms of being a very ball dominant, maybe not super efficient superstar, quote unquote superstar. Um, and I think those came to fruition. Like he had more than half, I think three of the games, I think he had truly bad games. Um, and it's tough when that's how you play all season and you're a very ball dominant guy. I thought Garland needed to get more involved with the offense. And the, I don't, I think their offense was a little clunky with those two. Um, it was like kind of a lot of like kind of your turn, my turn, or the, the kind of transfers from one to the other when one was in trouble was, was not super clean and it didn't really create, they're both like great, players who can create offense for you, but they didn't seem like it was just a bit clunky, I guess is the best way I can put it. So I think they need to definitely figure out how to work together a little bit better next year. And they need to figure out that three spot. They really do. They got to, that's, that was the main thing. They couldn't really defend anyone. Mobley's not there. Um, Their fifth spot was a bit of a black hole for them. Um, And against the Knicks who have, you know, they go eight, nine, 10 deep, you know, it was tough. Funny enough, the Knicks kind of have the perfect. Yeah, I know. You know, imagine well, Josh Hart and the Cavs. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh god, it's perfect. It's yeah. perfect. I mean, we were talking about that for so long that they should yeah. pull the trigger on that. Yeah. But so we'll see what happens. Knicks Heat, great series. I guess we can talk about that now. I think that makes that makes sense. The Heat have already won game one, which again I was so pre- unprepared for round two starting <laughs> already. I was, like, I was mentally I, in round one. It yeah, started like, like nine thirty PST. It's like, what is going I on? Is I didn't on? watch. A, I didn't watch a watch a minute of the game. I just had to watch the highlights. It was like the yeah sack. The sack game hadn't even happened yet. Like it was just I was so unprepared. Um, but watch the highlights and Jimmy Butler. You know, turned his ankle late there, but the Heat looked awesome and they defensively, and they were able to kind of pick apart the the Knicks. So the Heat. Take back home court advantage as the eight seed up one nothing, <laughs> unbelievable. Um, this is this is Simmons' zombie heat, and, yeah. and we we had a moment. We had a single episode of doubt 
you know, all season we've been talking about about how kind of scary the Heat could be. Mm-hmm. We had a single episode when when they were awful in the play-in, and then no, we're like, yeah, nah, it, was cool. it was pre being awful in the play-in. Oh it was, yeah, was it? It was them. Yeah, pre. It was right before the Atlanta game. Then we got proven in the so, play. I felt so validated. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> this, is <laughs> this bullshit, dude. Jimmy Butler being like Jim, being MJ's son. Oh man, <laughs> it's so good. I yeah, I I didn't watch a lick of this game, and I haven't still because I'm still recovering. Um, I'm I'm putting on a brave face at the moment. I don't know if you guys could tell, but once we get to the Western Conference, things might kind of yeah. fall apart well, for me. Why Why don't we? Why don't we start there? Yeah, we got to start with with, with Game 7. To preface to everyone, Sacramento, what an incredible Game 6 um, to come. That's a good game. Don't, don't even. Why are we, why are we starting with area. that? Everyone, they wrote their obituary to the Kings. Mari, what is this? And they came out with the biggest game, one of the biggest games in their franchise history, only to go to a Game 7 and have Steph Curry drop 50 points on him and win by 20. The beam will not be lit. Steph Curry made that very clear. Mari, what? How are you feeling? Uh, I will say, I think, I think they, I think they lit a ceremonious beam. I think they did that. Oh, did they? Yeah, a beam for the season. <laughs> a seasonal um, beam. Got it. Was it a different color? Was it bigger, smaller, any different than the regular <laughs> beam? A little shy, you know. A little shy. I think it's, it's six cold. It was cold. Go up at the same time, so maybe it was like two or three. Two, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yesterday was one of the worst days of my life. Ooh, wow, <laughs> that is that experience was um some of the lowest lows I've ever. I I I've come to terms with it now. I, and and by the end of it, I came to terms with it because uh, I don't think there's a lot of teams that would have survived a 50 piece from Steph Curry in a game seven. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, you know, a lot. I see a lot of people on Twitter start talking about, oh, well, he jacked up 38 shots. If you watch the game, he he's just unguardable. He's incredible, and and every everything he did was perfect. It. it I, I don't understand. He's just unguardable. And obviously we know this about Stephen Curry. Um, he's been doing this for a decade now. I, I God, it just I mean, he got so much. Essentially no help in that game. The only person that helped him was damn that man, Kevon Looney. Let's talk about, let's talk about fucking boards. Kevon Looney. That was And I will say, you know, he, he obviously he turned in an insane performance. In game the whole seven series here. too. People don't talk enough about how good he's been all series at yeah. shutting down Sabonis. You know, Sabonis did a good job of working through how physical the Warriors were them, and you know how favored the refs were, and not calling how physical all the Warriors right, were chill. them. But he he played through it. He played through it. He 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 didn't complain. He's playing you know game six and seven with a viciously black eye from dirty ass Kevon Looney on a jump ball, <laughs> elbowing him in the head on on purpose. I will say, uh, someone's salty. Okay. The third quarter was maybe the most frustrating quarter I've ever seen in my life. Um, yeah. For reference, Kevon Looney had ten rebounds in the quarter. The Kings, as a team, had nine. The Warriors out rebounded them. I think twenty-one to nine. We couldn't get a single thing going, and and Looney was just dominant on the boards. And and again, we're talking about big men. A couple takeaway points here. You know, Sabonis obviously has some questions to answer, uh, but you know, 
Steph Curry is probably the best player in the world. Um, now, now that still we a very could, fair statement, yeah. We could shade on Giannis because of what happened. Uh, Steph wouldn't do that. So I'm, I'm sad, but I'm not mad. I'm not mad because because uh you know he he dropped the most points of all time in a game seven. He played an unbelievable game. The Kings, you know, missed a lot of open shots. I'll be honest. The offense stagnated in the end. Fox's handle looked awful in the past two games. It's definitely the, yeah. the, the, the fingers bothering him. But, you know, Draymond will just put a hand in there and it's just a steal every single time he got in the lane. Uh, he just air balls different. for De'Aaron as well. Yeah. Like, you can tell uh, another takeaway, was... Clay Thompson looked awful. He was brutal in game yeah, seven. It yeah, yeah, it wasn't game seven. six, exactly. Not a game seven guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's stuff. Stuff in was... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> even no, in no. garbage time, even in garbage time, when they're kind of just putting up shot, Clay like airballed a couple three, like did, didn't yeah. hit the rim. He did hit was... that four point play to end the third. Yeah, the most deflating scary. moment in NBA history. If they don't hit that, it's just six points going into the fourth. It's completely manageable, which was out of the question. The Warriors were shooting themselves out of the with the free throws. It was so ridiculous. Yeah, it's shown yeah. have been <laughs> close. Clay had that moment, but I found like what I found very impressive is there was a few moments, especially in that first half, where Sacramento was sort of gaining momentum. The crowd was getting back into it. They were up four, up five here and there, and you know you could sense it. Like you could sense a run coming, That's and tough. sometimes there was some timeouts called, but sometimes. And most of the time, Steph Curry just put the ball in his hand and said, fuck you to everyone in the building and and brought it back to a manageable three-point game or two-point game or whatever. And and the run never came. And even though the Kings were up at halftime, that's when, you know, the third quarter came and they made their run. But like, the Kings could have been up 12 or 15 at halftime, and it was only, what, a five-point game then? Um, just to back up what you guys were saying about the supporting cast, Clay Thompson, four for 19 in that game seven. <laughs> Wiggins, five for 16. Draymond only had eight points. And so did Jordan Poole shooting three for nine. Jordan so, Poole is the worst player in the league. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Poole. Draymond exactly. was awesome on defense, and he's been awesome yeah. in the series. And Draymond always does a lot more than the stats show. So I, I could, he was sort of an aside, but Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, you know, made a total of 12 shots, probably shooting 20%, 25%. So yeah. Seth Curry, like, again, he basically had Kevon Looney and Draymond Green, and he had to do everything. Um, he shot 20 for 38, like still above 50%, hit seven threes. Like the dude is just different and he was never going to lose that game. Like he just took over. So, um, I think overall an incredibly successful season for Sacramento, like high level, um, things to learn. A lot of maturity will come from this still a really young team. Um, and I think they'll definitely be better next year. Kevin Herter, tough series. Harrison Barnes, tough series. Tough series um, for the white guys of Sacramento. And, and 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 maybe the worst mistake of Sacramento here was I, I think Mike Brown was awful. Really? I, I I think the lineup management was awful. In the third quarter, not even to try Alex Len, I think was pathetic. Mm-hmm. And I they they went for this small ball um since game six. And it worked obviously with Trey Lyles running the five. It's a bonus six. run to five. It's that's enough about game six <laughs> to not even try Alex Len, who's been good the rest of the series uh, when they're being out rebounded by a single player it was awful uh, a lot of Terrence Davis minutes down the stretch I, awful I, I, Malik Monk he couldn't get involved I mean he wasn't attacking but when he did like it, it worked um, 
I, I thought Mike Brown was really, really bad. Uh, no offensive adjustments in the third or the fourth. Uh, pathetic. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see that as much as you did, I, I, but I, I trust your take on that. I, I just was so surprised how, considering Sabonis was one of the rebound rebounding leaders in the regular season, how outplayed he was on the boards. Like He seemed like he was in a different league when it came yeah. to him versus Kevon Looney. And I think more so even like the the other four guys on the floor were basically zeros on the boards. Like there was no help. It was just Keegan. Keegan yeah, was, was our best rebounder. Like Harrison Barnes, I don't think can play the four for you long term in terms of like as a starting. I think they might look to switch that that position up potentially and gain a little more size and 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 shooting there potentially. But yeah, there just wasn't enough size on the floor. You small guards too at the at the top, and sometimes that is the difference. So um Kevon Looney dominated still a great season for Sacramento though um the future looks bright in don't give me your, don't give me your pity such a good season it was a good season <laughs> coach of the year clutch player of the year three seed the greatest marketing strategy in the past 25 years um and he got a young core so Mario don't get too beat up I could I think the Warriors are my favorite to get to the finals now so I feel like if they do that you'll be a lot more vindicated as well uh, from taking them to seven um but we'll see i could go on on this topic forever but let's let's look forward to warriors lakers now. i mean obviously i'm sad about the kings thing but i'll agree with that on my own time looking forward to warriors lakers now i think they're getting a lot of dante divincenzo was amazing for them this series as well gary payton <laughs> has been really great so you know as, as much as the staff didn't have a, a an incredible supporting cast during these last this this last game at least. Uh, DiVincenzo is really good. Peyton has been really good all season. Uh, Moses Moody's getting some minutes and looks good. Unfortunately, Jonathan Kuming is unplayable. But it'll be fun to see them go against the Lakers, who just are hot off of a 40, um, 40 point win over the good in the West Memphis Grizzlies. We watched that game. Uh, Matt, we watched it together. Any particular thoughts on how exactly that went? Well, for context for the viewer, um, was at the beach all day, was excited to come back, watch the second half of game six. Um, was expecting a little bit of a game after the Grizzlies won by whatever it was, 20 in game five. So we get there, sit down. It's like eight minutes left in the third quarter and the Grizzlies are already down 30. And it was just like, Whoa, what? <laughs> what is happening? And then we proceeded to watch the entirety of the rest of the game and they just rolled over. And there's one particular play. I think it's been one of the more, one of the more uh, bigger videos going around in circulation with uh, AD dunking on catching that lob over Triple J and then proceeding to flex on him as he's crying on the ground and the <laughs> Lakers team is pointing or celebrating. And I just couldn't believe how that all went down and just the collapse. I guess not even a collapse because they never were really in the game, but just... Uh, all that went into this series and how anticlimactic it ended up being. It was kind of a shame. Some really good stuff. Some really good stuff. And, you know, we called this, Matt, me and you, and Justin, Justin. silent Justin over there, uh, forever doubting the LA Lakers, who have now 
I, I, I don't I don't know how you doubt them anymore. I I, I well, I'm he's really the last game final, so I don't know. I I don't think he has faith in this series as well. I don't. I don't have faith. I mean, so here's yeah. So it was very impressive. Very impressive on on the Lakers end. Um, the Grizzlies to me definitely didn't show up. Um, it feels we we keep questioning their maturity and such, and they're a young team, but it really feels like they need an adult in the room. And Stephen Adams is great, and he does provide some of that uh, for sure. But he was still he was still on the bench. He was still with the team, and I don't know if he's a high. Sometimes you need to be you know have a high enough level player um, to have that voice truly be felt, or, or another leader. Um, Jaw definitely needs to mature as a leader. He he had, he told he said that in his post game interview or post game press conference, um, but big decision for the Grizzlies. I think they did, definitely didn't perform, um, and they're they're definitely lacking a little something uh, on the wing and just uh, just as a whole whole team mindset. So very disappointing. The Lakers very impressed with them. Um, you know the crazy thing is LeBron and AD. Didn't even have to do that much, honestly. In in game game six, yeah. it was a collective effort. Um, credit to Rob Polinka for for kind of pulling this together um, and to the team for kind of doing this. They're a lot more connected than you know they they than they were all season. Um, and it seems like they have every game. They have they seem like they have a different guy that's going to step up. There's always someone that you, you know you never know who it's going to be, but always someone seems to step up offensively um game six it was d'angelo russell who scored 31 but you had some great games from Rui. uh austin reeves was incredible all all series um you know those 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 jared vanderbilt had a couple big games um defensively but also hit a few you know key shots so you know lebron and ad had a great series but it's crazy how they didn't have to basically put you know anyone in their ad had a couple backpack games but LeBron didn't even feel like he had to do a crap ton of heavy lifting. He had a few big shots, obviously the the shot to send it to overtime that one game. Um, but yeah, very impressive. Definitely a much deeper team. Credit to Darvin Ham and the guys. Anthony Davis. I'm still worried about an injury to either him and LeBron. Uh, I think the next series is going to be a lot tougher for them, uh, especially because Golden State does primarily focus their offense on the perimeter and. I think what makes the Lakers defense so good is the Anthony Davis, you know, paint presence. Um, so I can still, I can, I would still take the the Warriors in the next series here. Um, just with how great Steph is playing right now and, the, and you know, the supporting cast. So, but yeah, credit to the Lakers it was definitely a very impressive series, 100%. Yeah, and I think I think what's most exciting, at least from my perspective uh, for the series is, it's the first time that Steph and LeBron, obviously they're quite a bit older. They're, Steph is very much in the prime of his career, but LeBron's kind of winding down. It's not the same as what he was five years ago. But it's it's the first time, I think, that they've both had healthy teams going into the series. I really hope that they can keep healthy and maintain this throughout the whole series, and I'd imagine it goes six or seven. Um but I'm just so excited about that. And they're both on the quest for their fifth ring. And I think that's really just so exciting. Um, I, I think the series also is going to come down to 
the matchup with Wiggins and LeBron. I'd imagine he's the one that's going to match up on him. Um, he didn't have the greatest series against the Kings, and he was he was the second best player on their championship winning team last year. Um, so very interested to see how he's going to show up um, in this series. I think it's going to be way more important than the Kings one because he wasn't as needed. You had Draymond and Looney on Sabonis, and then the combination of Peyton, um, Thompson, Fox, and Monk. So I think this will be that'll be the marquee matchup, and we'll super excited to see what happens there. I think we need to see some Jordan Poole games. We haven't seen that at all in seven games, and I think that's really disappointing for him. Um, I I have the dubs here. I'm going to say dubs in six, just because I think Kevon Looney is the best player on the planet, and uh, Anthony Davis won't get past them. Interesting. So I just want to go – I just despise Jordan Poole, so I'm going to go Lakers in seven. Hmm. I'll be I'll you, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I think it'll be a good series. I don't know who's going to defend Steph. I don't know if Jared Vanderbilt has the the quickness, the, you know, to, to guard him. But you know, their guard play, their guard defense is not very good. Um, so I can definitely see Steph sort of picking apart the Lakers defense again. Steph doesn't need to get to the paint to be effective. Like he has those floater games. He he can he can drive and kick pretty effectively. I just think he's going to kind of toy with them a little bit and, and and be dominant again. And, you know, Bill Simmons, credit Bill Simmons for bringing this up. by stealing this directly from him. But Steph and LeBron, this is their fifth head-to-head or fifth head-to-head matchup. And Steph's up three to one right now. So this is a big series for LeBron in terms of legacy. It might be their last time facing each other. If Steph goes up 4-1 on this, you know, 10 years later when Steph, you know, is broken, you know, even more records and such, maybe there's, you know, that maybe there's something there with, with the kind of the legacy debate uh, who knows, but I do think, you know, it's maybe not super fair to put this on LeBron at 38, but I do think this is a very important series for him as well. Um, when you're talking about his legacy, you know, head to head against Steph. Um, and then especially if he won another title, obviously that's even more important, but um, yeah, really big series for both of them. It'll be great, a great series. I can't believe the Warriors have home court advantage in a second round second round playoff series. I think that's a factor too, but um, it'll be fun. Yeah. And why, since th- has the NBA always done it as a bracket? Like why does it not reseed after the first round? Is there a reason behind always, that? It's always the bracket. Yeah. Yeah. It's, has it always been the bracket? Mm-hmm. It's just so dumb. One, eight, four, five. No seven. sense. Like as the second seed, would you not prefer say like Celtics and heat? Like, would that not be, would that not make more sense? Well, I think I like going back to our original idea of like teams being able to pick your opponent. I think that would be a really good change. And then, yeah, having it be auto, like the lowest seed from there. I think that those are both good changes that would kind of make, make it a little more dramatic, but um, no, it's always been like, you're in your bracket you're in your your And same with NCAA too, right? Like it's the same thing. No, NCAA. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah, something to, Something for the NBA to think about. Yeah, Adam Silver, please, uh, please do the pick them. That'd be the most insane thing ever. <laughs> Way too much on the line for that. But... Yeah. Um. Right. Anyway, last one. Um. This series has also started. Uh, Nuggets Suns. 
Um, again, another series I wasn't ready for to start. <laughs> yeah. Nuggets um, handled the Suns pretty easily in game one in Denver, uh, won by about 15 or something. Um, didn't catch the game, watch the highlights. Nuggets seem, you know, Jamal Murray said, we're ready for this. They do seem ready for this. It's a little early, obviously, but uh, did you guys see the highlights? And what do you guys expect from that one? That was a unreal Jamal Murray game. And I think after the game, he actually uh, had an interview with the TNT crew and he was saying, uh, I think Kenny asked him, is this bubble Murray or is this just healthy Murray? And he's like, this is healthy Murray. Like, I don't know how many times I'm going to have to prove myself to be the player that I know I am and the guy, the one that you perceived me just from a few years ago to be. And he played so well. It was so... He had this one where he like he stole it from Chris Paul, poked it away, ran down the other end of the court, and he had Durant and Paul on either side of him. He goes between the legs and then just chucks it up as a layup and one. And it was just it's so exciting if he's gonna if he's if it is just healthy Murray and he gets to that form again, they are going to be an extremely tough team to beat. And then I don't know if you guys saw at the end there with Bruce Brown just picking KD's pocket twice in crunch time to pretty much steal seal the game. Um, I'm sure he's had plenty of time guarding him in Nets practices uh, in the years leading up to this. And he looks primed. Aaron Gordon played way better than I was expecting. Um, they didn't even need Michael Porter at all to play mm-hmm. well. And Jokic didn't need to be the best player on the floor. So that is a scary, scary Nuggets team. And I'm super, super excited to see how it all plays out. I will say, I uh, respectfully, Jamal Murray, I just don't believe you. You know, I, I've followed his career, this whole, his entire career, and and and. Canadian all, slander. I love Jamal Murray, a good old Canadian kid, but. His entire career, he's been spotty, and he he disappears in games. And it's the same thing with Andrew Wiggins, another fellow Canadian. He had he had one great, I will say, great playoffs run, obviously in a bubble, and we talk about Bubble Murray all the time. I I just don't know. I I I, know, I have to be proven that it's sustainable. I, I I haven't seen it in his entire career, and for him to say that, even in this play, you know, like he hasn't he wasn't fantastic. He was fine in the Timberwolves series. And he has these games. This is what he does. It's just the Jamal Murray experience. He'll have games and then he'll disappear. So I, I, I don't know. I, I want to believe yeah. it, but I just this is a this is a prove it series for him, and I think he has a lot of upward mobility if he plays really well in this playoff run to how we consider him. Which tier do we consider him in as a superstar or a player? Um, obviously, he's been coming coming back from injury. He's a few years older now. Um, definitely, definitely a prove it series and playoff run for him. As with you know Jokic for different reasons, um, but yeah, I think the Nuggets to me are clearly the better team. Um, they're deeper. They have very similar high end talent, and for the Suns, it really does feel like this team was just put together um, <laughs> at last minute. And it's really if 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 Phoenix comes out of this series in any capacity. Um, it really will prove the greatness of Kevin Durant. I think this is a huge legacy series. Can he lug, you know, him, Devin Booker, an incredible sidekick, an aging Chris Paul, and, you know, 
sort of scrap, I don't want to call them scrap metal, but uh, you know, a not so good, you know, four through eight um, through this number one seed who's playing really well. I think it'll be a really, really good series still. Um, but if, if Phoenix does come out of it, I think you'll have Kevin Durant to thank and, um, and we'll, 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 you know, it'll be, we'll be in awe of him once again. Um, but yeah, I think between Jokic, Murray, Durant and, 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 um, Booker rank those guys one through four on who you want in this series. <laughs> Yoke, Durant, Book, Murray. Matt? I'd I'd probably have to agree, but I also hate Booker, so I want to switch Murray now. And I also think he has the most to lose. Or no, maybe not the most to lose, sorry. But I think if the Suns are gonna go anywhere, it's gonna be because of him. I yeah. think he was the better player in the Clippers series. He's the guy in, on the Suns. Um, he didn't play the greatest game. It's kind of just like an average game for him with, with game one. And I don't know if that's just the matchups with Bruce Brown and KCP hounding him all day. Well, we'll see. on the book conversation, this is, a, this is a hot take that I, before we get into our predictions for the series, Bill Simmons said that Devin Booker has a chance to take the greatest player in the world belt. Now that yeah, Giannis that might give that, I think so that's the stupidest ridiculous. thing I've ever heard. So ridiculous. because because he eliminates Giannis because of a of a, the round one meltdown, obviously against the Heat last year, not even a calendar year ago, we had the greatest meltdown of all time from Devin Booker against the Mavs. Is it short term memory loss? Like how do you forget that for for the exact same reason that you're you're discounting Giannis and. There, I, I could easily name five players above him who are in the belt, who are in the running for the championship belt. I, I, I don't understand the logic. I get it. I get it. I like Devin Booker, but he's saying, you know, he's good and he, he's a clutch guy. He, he performs in the playoffs. He has no dog. I, I, I don't mm. understand it. I'm so mad about it. I think it's a bit clickbaity. Part, per, per, like probably that's that's part of it. Um, Mahoney definitely. agreed with him before he even said so. He's like, it's gonna be Booker. I'm like. No shot. Yeah. Well, I just think I think I think Bill Simmons is really good at at just living in the moment a little bit. Like I think he's yeah. just playing incredible basketball. It is a little. It is very recency biasy. Um. Yeah. I think it's a bit of a crazy take. I think there was some acknowledgement of that as well. But um. But yeah. I mean, he's playing. He's playing fantastic basketball, and I think that's the point that he was trying to get to. I don't think that he is considered in the top three or five players in the league still, but. You know he's definitely a top twelve player. Yeah, um, twelve. Yeah, that's fine. And playing totally. really, really good, really, really good basketball right now. Um, and if 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 the Suns win, it'll be Kevin Durant and Devin Booker to thank. Well, to um, me, I think I think it really hinges on DeAndre Ayton and and how he again because I you know every series we've seen so far, it's a battle of the big men that win it. To me, Ayton hasn't looked good, and for that reason, I'm taking the Nuggets in five. Wow. Wow. I'm going Nuggets in seven. I'll go in the middle in six, but I agree Nuggets as well. The Suns did not look very good. Yeah, I just, again, they're... I think the Nuggets just have the personnel to defend Durant and Book as best as I think exists. They have high-end talent, and they have uh, guys off the bench. KCP and Bruce Brown are perfect playoff guys. Aaron Gordon, perfect playoff guy. It's a good team. Yeah, game two um, happening today. 
So by the time this episode comes out, you'll probably know whether it's 1-1 or 2-0, and that obviously is a huge swing um, swing game. But it's going to be an exciting series either way. Well, I guess Mario doesn't think so, but I think it's going to be an exciting series. It'll be fun. It'll go pretty deep. I just think that they'll beat them. Um, I, I think Phoenix could. If, if Phoenix needs, you know, I think it's really important to take this game tonight. But um, to take control of the series, but quickly, what what were your East predictions? Because we talked about the series, but I don't think we made any predictions. Uh, Heat in six, <laughs> Sixers in seven. That that one, the Celtics Sixers will win that. Seven? The Celtics will win that. This is a homer pick. I just want the Sixers to win. I'm gonna go Knicks in seven. I still think the Knicks are gonna win the series, and I'm gonna go Celtics in five. For me i know very Nixon different picks well. there nixon seven as well and i feel like the jimmy being hurt thing might be a little bit of a thing there's um, a video of him walking today so i think he's doing a little better nix yeah. also didn't have randall the entire game True. which is like their first second best player question mark <laughs> mitchell robinson may have something to say about that um but if he's back for the next game i think that makes a pretty big difference um Nixon seven, Boston in, I don't know. I want to say seven, but probably five or six. Let's go six. Nice. And you said, Mari, six and seven is cra- a crazy pick, by the way. Let me, let me. Okay, I'll let you. <laughs> well, it'll be an exciting second round. We'll be back to break it all down as we get deeper into these series. Um, we hope all of you have a fantastic week. Thanks for listening in and to another episode. Uh, we love you. Thank you. Thank you, Poland, or wherever we're big in, in Europe. Belgium. Um, Belgium, maybe. Belgium. Oh, yeah, Belgium. <laughs> we haven't forgotten about you, Belgium. Um, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Peace and love. Have a great week. Peace.